0: Waiting until the last minute to pack your suitcase, not being able to choose what clothes you'll wear. Feeling overwhelmed with everything there is to do before you leave on vacation. Beating yourself up because it shouldn't be that hard to get it done. If you recognize yourself and wait for that short deadline to create a spark of dopamine to put an end to procrastination, you're not the only one. Next time you're about to hit the road, how about doing things in a new way to get ready to leave on vacation or go on a trip without the additional stress ADHD can generate? Welcome to the show. Honey, have you seen my keys? Huh, oh, forget it, they're in my hand. There's more to ADHD than being easily distracted, scattered, or a master procrastinator. Being different is not a disability, and it's about damn time we break free from the shackles of society's labels and stigma. Hey there, I'm Zarina Boily, a French-Canadian journalist who found out had a uniquely wired brain at 40 and became a certified ADHD coach. This podcast brings forth a different perception of ADHD to help you amplify your brilliance and Phenomenally stand out. Thanks for flying with us. Have a great day. Ready to blast off? Three, two, one. Welcome aboard. Welcome, welcome. I hope you are doing great at this very moment and that you're having a wonderful summer. I personally wish it was summer all year round. Unfortunately, I live in northern Quebec where winters never end and summers are always too short. Summer is a season that represents fun and play for me. I love it. I love the heat, the sun and energy. It represents lightness, a more flexible routine, adventure, new experiences, and a break from life moving at the speed of light. One thing that drives me in my coaching business is that I can work from anywhere on the planet and have clients from all over the world. Becoming a coach wasn't part of my plans until I discovered I had ADHD. And through my training, I began seeing ADHD and myself differently because it allowed me to really zero in on behaviors I didn't even know had something to do with my uniquely wired brain. If you're new to this podcast, I'm so glad you're here. And the same goes if you've been listening regularly. As always, my creative ADHD brain and my journalist skills teamed up to bring you a different way to look at ADHD that contributes to helping you understand what works best for your brain so you can thrive with ADHD, not in spite of it. For this week's episode, I want to share four strategies that will help make going on a trip or on vacation easier by decreasing some of the ADHD traits that might show up. The first strategy is to let go of a belief that, without really knowing it, is getting in the way of your peace of mind. Because what often happens with us is that we get stuck in the all-or-nothing thinking and that inhibits us from finding ways that are best suited for our brain. The second strategy will help you see the positive impacts of creating new habits so you don't end up banging your head on the wall thinking something so simple like packing your suitcase in advance is so easy to do for others, but difficult or impossible for you to do. Third strategy... A set of questions to ask yourself and a great exercise to train or practice your working memory to remember things. The goal is not to remember everything, but to do a bit of gymnastics with your brain in order to start putting the pieces of your vacation puzzle together. The fourth strategy is the step-by-step process I use whenever I have luggage to prepare. It's fun, simple, and yet super productive. Of course, there are a lot of things you can do to reduce the stress and overwhelm of going on vacation. These strategies I'm sharing with you in this episode work for me and I hope they do for you as well. But to find out if they do, you'll have to try them and maybe more than once. To put you in context, in the summertime, the last week of July and the first week of August, there are about 200,000 construction workers going on vacation for Quebec construction holiday. Just that can be too much for people with ADHD because that means traffic jam at the beginning and on the last weekend of the holidays, more visitors in this period than at other times during the summer, and in times like that, wherever you are in the world where it's busier than usual, It means that, well, our patience and impulsivity can really be put to the test. So even if you choose to travel in early or late summer for your vacation, the getting ready part can be a nightmare because ADHD makes it complicated to make decisions, plan and organize. And these are things that are important when traveling. I would also add time management as time blindness can really screw things up. The first strategy is to let go of the belief that the only way to get into action and get that suitcase packed is to wait till the last minute. Without realizing it, believing that is stopping you from doing things differently and is also getting in the way of your peace of mind. How do I know this? Because for the longest time, I was convinced that packing my suitcase a couple of days before or even the night before leaving was the best way for me to do it. I thought it was what worked best to put an end to procrastination and I couldn't have been more wrong. So if you feel as if chaos invites itself and you avoid things until you have no other choice to get your stuff ready, changing that belief will help. How can you do that? I wish I could say, oh, easy, you do this, this and this and boom, you're off to a fresh new start. It might not be the hardest thing to do, but changing a belief that has been the driving force of a bad habit doesn't happen overnight. In a coaching session, I would have you challenge that belief by asking powerful questions such as, how is getting ready at the last minute the best way to go? What other and better options do you have? Or if you were to do it another way, what would it look like? How do you feel about changing this belief? What new possibilities would you have without disbelief? And we would keep on looking until we get to the root of it and identify what ADHD traits interfere. So these questions are actually questions you can play with and just see what comes up. And don't try to force the answer. Like there's no good or bad answer or right or wrong answer. The answer that comes up is probably the right one for you. And by discovering what's behind that belief, you'll be able to start putting in place or choosing other ways to do things. Because it's a fact that for many ADHDers, traveling is a hassle and you can even have, like it is often the case with money... A love-hate relationship with it, and that's another belief that can be present. Others may like to travel, but with everything it involves, the preparation can seem endless, and that can be a reason why you wait till the last minute to get ready. Another thing that you need to be aware of is that the inattentive type will not face the same challenges as the physically hyperactive one like me. There will be similarities, though, with the cognitive restlessness where your engine never stops thinking and overthinking about all there is to do. While your type impacts the way you experience life with ADHD, I believe it also influences the way you travel. Also keep in mind that the level of interest you have in traveling can also make a huge difference. My level of interest for traveling is like super high. It's part of one of my big, big dreams to be able to be wherever I want to be, work from wherever I am, and just have this freedom of being, you know, discovering the world, new cultures, new people, and everything. And I'm going to tell you a story just to show you how ADHD impacts your traveling itinerary. And that is a story that happened like way back in 1993, 1994. I was flying home from Calgary to Montreal for the Christmas holidays. I was studying journalism at the time. And a friend of mine lives close to the Montreal airport. So to me, I was, you know, it was clear that I was staying there the night before so that I had enough time to spend time with her, of course, and be close to the airport should something happen. At the time, I have no idea that ADHD is part of my life. So I checked my airplane ticket like maybe a few days before and I'm like, okay, I'm leaving like on that time on that day and i was i remember it was an evening an evening flight and the day goes by we're having fun and the evening comes and i'm like okay now i'm just going to check again what time my flight leaves at and i pull out my plane ticket and the plane was leaving like i think it was less than an hour and i was like Oh my God, I started just panicking because I was like, I'm going to miss my flight. I'm going to be late. How can I not remember what time I was leaving? So we jump in the car, drive to the airport, and I'm, you know, at the counter to register. And the lady tells me, I'm really sorry, but the doors of the plane are closed We cannot let you in. It's too late. And I was like, no, but you don't understand. I really, really need to get back to Calgary because I start school tomorrow. And it was the first day of the winter semester, the winter uh, spring semester or something like that. And I can't remember why I could miss that first day, but I just know that it was important that I was physically present in class the next day. So there was nothing I could do about it. I had to go back to my friend's house and wait till the next morning to take a flight back to Calgary. And I remember I was, I felt so bad, but you know, things like that happened. And luckily, everything was okay for school. I called in saying that, you know, I had been uh, on the, earlier flight that day because I missed the one the night before, and that was it, you know, I mean, and thinking back, maybe it would have been different if I had known I had ADHD, but I'm the type of person that doesn't really get into, oh, you know, things would have been different if, or what if I had known, maybe, like, I don't get into those kind of things, but that's just to show you how ADHD can really, really mess things up. Now that you know that there are better ways to approach the preparation for your summer vacation or any other trip you're taking, whether it's for a few days or a few weeks, you're ready to move on to strategy number two and make sure to just Take the time to really explore the questions from strategy number one, because if you don't do it, well, you'll keep repeating the same thing over and over and over again. So strategy number two is to actually build on the first one. And the idea is to do an inventory of the benefits of getting ready in advance. It doesn't have to be an exhaustive list as long as what's on it is meaningful to you and is something that could even become a non-negotiable. What I suggest you do is be as specific as possible because if one thing is true about ADHD is that when things are blurry, it doesn't get us very far. So for example, if one of the benefits is less stress, putting it just like that is too vague. Describe it with the feelings and emotions that come with it. Something like starting to prepare for this trip several days in advance will allow me to do things one step at a time, and at my own pace. I will feel empowered and leave with a sense of accomplishment instead of the stressful sense of urgency. If, for example, it will help you to not procrastinate and feel overwhelmed, it could sound like... It will make things so much easier to start getting my stuff together ahead of time. I'll have more headspace, will be able to see my progress and be able to manage anything unexpected that comes my way. As you can see, there's no mention of procrastination and overwhelm or stress because the idea is to focus on the end result and the positive outcome rather than the obstacles or challenges. Once you have a clear idea of what the benefits are, I invite you to play with a set of questions to train or practice in order to improve your working memory. Yes, forgetfulness is part of living with ADHD that makes it hard to remember even the most important things. It's also possible to become better at it when taking the time to set an intention. Since one of my biggest challenges is planning and that my organizational skills are pretty good, I use it in combination with fun. How do I do that? By using my incredible talent for packing. I mean, I've always been good at it and you'll understand once I explain what goes on in this brain of mine. One thing I loved when I was a kid and I still do is play with Lego blocks and going to Legoland is one of the trips I want to make and I want to make it even if I'm in my 50s. The parallel I make with that and packing is very simple. It's like putting together the different parts of the trip together, including packing. So when going on a trip... Organizing is like playing a game and I love it. That's why for strategy number three, the question to ask yourself is, which executive skills do I master that can help me get ready and leave for this trip feeling empowered with a sense of accomplishment? Notice how I brought a few key elements from strategy number two. Okay, next question. What do I need to do in the seven to ten days before I leave? How do I need to plan so that I don't end up with a lot to do two or three days before I leave? What can I start doing now? Now, you might say, yeah, but those questions are really broad and it's deliberate. These questions are meant to give you a broad view or a larger perspective of everything that you might not consider if the question would be more narrow or would not involve or include as many possibilities. Of course, you could be writing all those possibilities down, but one thing with being forgetful is that we write everything down because we won't remember or we are afraid to forget. It's possible that you'll forget, but we're going at it the wrong way, I believe, because the brain does exactly what it's told. So if we keep saying, I don't want to forget, given the brain can't comprehend negative words like don't, if I tell you don't think about your favorite vacation or holiday, what happens? you think about your favorite vacation or holiday. Same goes when you say, I don't remember or I don't want to forget. You won't remember and forget. So try going about making a list to remember things, not so that you don't forget. Make sense? Here are questions I ask myself. Yeah, I really love questions. So here are questions I ask myself as... My husband and I are attending a wedding, which is a 10-hour drive from where we live. What are the most important things we need to bring? In this case, it's our outfits for the wedding. Then, I play with my memory. When was the last time we wore those outfits? Do they still fit? Do they need to be washed? If so, when will I do that? How long will we be gone? that helps me with the quantity of clothes i bring how do i have to rearrange my schedule what's my workout routine going to be like what do i need to bring for work so all that kind of helps me sort the different lego blocks that i am assembling as i prep and practice my working memory And the fact that I am also training it to remember things. Fourth strategy is my step-by-step process to pack a suitcase. It's simple, fun, and yet so productive. Number one, I choose the size of the suitcase. That might be the silliest thing you hear, but the bigger the suitcase, the more things you bring. So, I usually choose a carry-on and make a mess with my clothes by putting everything I want to bring on my bed. That allows me or allows my brain to process everything, evaluate the quantity, start filtering. The first round is all about not fussing over the inability to decide in advance what I'll be wearing, I mean How can I know what I'll feel like wearing three, even two days from now? Number two, I sort everything by category. Comfy clothes, working clothes if I need them, workout outfits, underwear, warm clothes, pants, shorts, PJs, etc. I always put my top favorites, the clothes I really, really like to wear and that are super comfortable in each category. Number three. I think about the number of days the trip lasts and look at what I've laid on my bed to realize most of the time there's too much. And then I start selecting according to the criteria mentioned, which are what I really enjoy wearing and what's comfy. Another game I like to play is Tetris, where you have to clear as many horizontal rows of blocks as possible. So step number four, I play Tetris with the clothes that I've selected. So I have two or three different combinations of tops that I can wear with pants, jeans, or shorts. Then I start putting everything in the carry-on that is also packed by category because if I'm going to arrive late, you can bet my PJs are on top. That's how I make going on vacation or on a trip chaos almost free. Last but not least, give yourself time to get the gist of it because it takes time to replace an old limiting habit with a more empowering one. So be patient with yourself. If you want to know how to make the most of your ADHD, and design a life that is aligned with your uniqueness, click the link in the show notes to book your free discovery session so we can discuss what's possible for you and what matches your aspirations. Remember that in all the strategies that I shared in this episode, you don't need to try them all. You can try one or two, but do it with consistency. And like I mentioned before, with patience and kindness for yourself. Until we connect again next week, I see you, I get you, and I am sending tons of love your way. I so appreciate you listening, and I'd love to hear from you. If this episode resonated with you, let me know what valuable insight you're taking away and how you can implement it right now. Don't hesitate to leave a review on your favorite platform and share on social media. Until next time on Phenomenally ADHD, own your genius because you rock just the way you are.